What's up, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 36, and iffy, another week, and another talented motherfucker pulls up. We've got nothing new, and he pulls up to the podcast, tells us some, some cool stories. We connect on, on, if you heard the snippet this week, we connect on uh, wanting to punch retail people in the face when working retail, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, normally we talk about getting shoes at retail. This week we're talking about work in retail. So, you know, <laughs> it's 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 truly a truly a wild uh, app. I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, but, yeah, though, you know, as we often do, let's talk about, you know, these sneakers, these sneakers coming through. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm uh, to start off. Uh, I, I'm so hyped. And I know I'll probably not be able to get any of them, but those these uh, the Nike SB collaboration for the Olympics, they're releasing four pairs, four or five pairs. I know there's a fifth pair floating around, but like that, the there's two Gundams that we've been talking about for the past oh, couple yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. And then we got the Piet Paras. There's a FTC. And mm-hmm. then there's a Quarter Snacks. They're, these are the, the collab right now. Uh, and it is... Like, you know, listen, if anybody, if one of our listeners is in Japan and they do, they're definitely going to do uh, Olympics pop up shop for these sneakers and grab a size 13, then that's to your boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so <laughs> ready. I'm going to be up. I just and, and it. What's wild is there's nowhere else it's going to really be for a lot of these, you know, so you're just going to have to you, you're going to have to, you know, hit the Nike sneaker. Uh, yeah. and, and hope that it's in your favor. So I'm I'm real hyped on that. You know, we talked a little bit off the pod about how like your your chances get better when you look at their little content mm-hmm. on there. But you know, I'm gonna stand strong and not uh, <laughs> not gonna force me to look at that junk. I mean, uh, but they know. recently put out on the app that they tell you these are this is how you can become more successful in the app there's a i don't know if you've seen it open up the app of it, like you know after we record this and check check this out because like i find it so crazy that they need to put out a little psa and be like yo this is all you got to do you got to interact with our content and all this other stuff and i mean like like i was telling you before like it's true because like i would whenever something drops i would purposely leave stuff empty so i can be like okay let me like these five kicks and then you know i i feel like i got better chances if i'm doing that yeah oh man uh, yeah yeah that's uh that's truly 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 uh truly infuriating <laughs> <laughs> probably maybe even more infuriating for boss like yeah you want to win our sneakers you you gotta be watching this content we're putting out no i'm not trying to spend any more time on that app than i already do listen when we drop merch that's what that's what's gonna happen You'd be like listen you have to log at least 40 hours of our podcast and you have to have proof <laughs> <laughs> you gotta answer a quiz <laughs> um, yeah oh man but yo uh this past week we actually met up um so f- like we did my first kicks live oh yeah but just yeah. just I for mean, we didn't do it live <laughs> you keep you keep people gonna be expecting an episode because you keep being like we did it a lot no we did not <laughs> we did a live for for our friends in front of us but that was yeah. it. i mean yeah i mean you you i saw previously on other ep- intro of other episodes you know i i spoke about you helping me get a pair of my first pair of yeezys and <laughs> they finally came full circle you joined the podcast and you delivered the Yeezys to me. 
at my little birthday function this week, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, full circle. That's all. I mean, any comments you want to make on this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it was, it was great. I felt like such a lick. I mean, we talk about so much on this episode, you know, traveling with sneakers. You know, I have my Supreme bag, and the box is so big that I was basically very obviously walking on the subway with a shoebox, and I was like. I might have to throw hands. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it might. It's just gonna. It's just gonna be that moment. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't know how. Like, yeah. It just. It really just tests your will. But honestly, you know, I feel like that was just easy mode because it's not like I was anywhere grimy. Right. I feel like if I had to go through, you know, the the tougher necks of town, that's when I really would have been a little more uh, sweaty, but <laughs> it's pretty chill. No, yeah, uh, I picked the spot where it was bas- it was clearly gentrified and I didn't know until we got there. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, it was nothing but like, I, I felt like we're, we were the only black people in the place at that point (laughs) so i was just like oh yeah we're good you don't have to worry about it (laughs) yeah yeah and you know i was i was posted up uh with the lady and was it you or was it our friend who pointed out someone was trying to get sassy with us but we didn't we didn't even notice we were having such a good uh no i didn't know oh yeah we had such a good time i guess you know we were right by that water container Uh and this is once again that new york energy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that new york energy because instead of just being like hey uh can you can you excuse me, I'm trying to use this. They're just like, they started using it and they were like, what if we poured water down your back? And we thought they were doing a bit. So uh-huh. we were like, ah, that'd be cold. You know, totally not affected. And I guess <laughs> yes, and when it. she left, yeah, when she left, she did like a very like sassy, like cheers. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we were like, bye. <laughs> so I think that's just the best reaction is when they don't get like to feel satisfied with their sassiness. Cause it just, totally goes over your head no yeah i mean so. like you just remind me of like a story where uh i don't know if it was me on the train or somebody else was telling me like they didn't hold the door for somebody rushing down into the train and but the guy still made it so he put his hand through rips open the door right he's like he's like hold, like like uh Supermaning out of the the phone booth into the into the train, right? He jumps into the oh, train, yeah. and then this whole time he's just sitting there fuming, fuming, fuming. And then his <laughs> stop comes, and he noticed that it was either I, I know it was somebody else. It wasn't the person, like it wasn't the person telling the story. It was uh, who 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 he saw wasn't going to help him, or whatever. So he goes <laughs> up to him because the person was not on that at their stop yet. So he goes up to them and he goes, I hope you have a terrible day. And then it just storms out of the train. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, uh, I mean, I forgot who told me that story, but I remember it just stuck with me. Yo, yeah, I mean, I wish you got a, I wish you had a terrible subway story while here because <laughs> I've, I've had a couple and like, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, we, you know, it was funny though, but because like, you know, we met up, whatever, and we both are the same size. I don't know if anybody knows who's listening to this, but yes, we are the same size. We actually swapped sneakers yeah. at, the, at the spot. And I was just like, oh man, we're going to have to end up c- combining our collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the best thing of finding a sneaker twin is like, you're like, we can, we can swap right now just for the flex of it all. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like we say, you know, uh, stories are what's going to keep us going, right? That's so, yeah. you know, um, speaking of, we should probably 
jump into where you can find nothing new. Oh, yes. Yes, indeedy. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, You can find nothing new on or at nothing new nothing underscore n-e-u-e okay, <laughs> yeah, i was about to say yeah, you're gonna have to spell that yeah, bro yeah. and all social all his social medias um and then i'm gonna leave a, a a link in the description for his band camp make sure you buy something buy something on fridays to buy something today and then say say that we sent you um mm-hmm. you know because band camp fridays i think band camp fridays is still popping right um where but the artists get 100% of the profits. So, you know. Let me see. I'll, I'll check it. Look, we got the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The, An know. update on Bandcamp Fridays on May. Uh, f- on the first of every month since March 2020, we've waived our revenue share to help support many hours. Da, 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 da. Uh, the next Bandcamp Friday will be August 6th. Okay. Uh, so wait till August so, 6th. <laughs> so it'll be the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll continue to hold those on the first Friday of every month thereafter for the rest of 2021. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We. All right. Well, the first Friday, which is not this month. So the first Friday of August, head, head over to Nothing News Bandcamp page, which will be in the description and buy, buy some tracks. He's got some good albums out. Uh, it's all really good stuff. We talk about a little bit about the, the producer beat scene. Of New in New York City, uh, rising, uh, and actually, Ify, there is that the the New York beat scene that we spoke about in this episode is transitioning and has been for a little bit over in your area, and then also in the Oakland area. So yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So and also, where can they find you, Ify? Yeah, you can follow and find me at Ify Wadiway on Twitter and Instagram. Holding it down. We back, baby. So, yeah, definitely tune in uh, to those social media sites to see uh, what I got going on. And if you want to know what uh, Haas is going on, where can they find you? You can find me at, at Who is Haas on all social medias. Check out my episode of I Hate This Job uh, with previous guest Lawrence Deloach. I talk about my retail experiences, which is very in line with this week's episode. Uh, don't forget to hit up the link tree in the description. You know, you can find all our additional stuff there, both of ours. And don't forget to send your My First Kicks story to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, get, leave a five-star review. Leave that five-star review. Uh, listen to Ify because you don't want him to come through greased up trying to beat you down, all right? He said it. He said yeah, it to me. I'm going to yeah. come through looking like ghost dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he means business. You know, we, I, we know, we know who's listening. So leave that five star review. And also the, your first kicks, right? Your first kick. Yeah. 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 So yeah. On to this week's episode with nothing new. Welcome to the podcast. Nothing new. Peace, man. Thanks for having me. Yo, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm, I, I know you personally. Uh, we've been to shows together and uh, this is, I'm putting Iffy onto your music and also onto you as a person by making you do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. That's what's up. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
iffy if you don't know what you will know now uh nothing new is a great great producer but i know him from me trying out for his band oh really <laughs> that's so funny you were just talking about trying out for a band in the last episode and now we're seeing the band that you tried out for so it's really just interconnected yeah yeah i was a big scene kid for like in, in college for no reason. Uh, but shout out to our mutual friend, Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, he got me into a lot of this music and he introduced me to, to Omar. And oh, nothing new. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> the whole government uh, I, out I, there. I, I broke. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I broke, I broke, I broke kayfabe. Um, <laughs> um, I got a heel um, turn yeah. now. Now I got to go straight heel because yeah. you broke kayfabe. It is what it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I I got invited to try out for his band, and then after me telling him, "Yo, I've always wanted to be a rapper," and showing him like, "Yo, this is the kind of music I'm listening to," nothing new showed up, and now he's like one of the best producers I've ever met. <laughs> Man, respect. well, damn, that's 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 one hell of an intro. I'd fuck with that. Nah, yeah. um but when i was starting this podcast i i hit him up so he can you know work on an intro uh which you know if anybody's listening or any if to everybody's listening we always have music that opens up each episode um and i hit up nothing new and just like yo can you do this but you know he was busy he wasn't able to to bless us bless me at the time and it's all good but I still listen to your music. <laughs> no, that's my bad. That's 100% my bad. I get overwhelmed really easily and stuff happens so quickly. And with working and all that stuff, it happens so quickly. I lose track of stuff. But that is 100% my bad, man. I should have had that to you earlier. Nah, it's all good. No, it's all good. Don't don't let this man guilt you, okay? <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> He's good. <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, once again, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, but... Iffy, this time, you're taking the reins. Mm, with yeah, it. yeah. I'm going to hit you with the questions. Look, look. It's like, this time, ask it. <laughs> <laughs> when I had but, yeah. volunteered you as tribute, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll just write off. All right. But uh, yeah, let's, let's kick it off. Nothing new. Tell us about your first kicks. The very first kicks that I had to have was definitely the green bean fives, man. The Jordans. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, so so in the little role reverse. So I am gonna jump in with the with the rundown of the Green Bean Fives. The Green Bean Retro of the Air Jordan Fives features a notable design modification. The silver portions of the upper are covered in 3M reflective material. My favorite material, to be honest. This standout element is complemented by hits of green bean on the inner collar, tongue, and distinctive. Shark tooth detailing, mm-hmm. uh, translucent outsole, complete with green bean Jumpman branding, finishes the look. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's I. When you put me on to that show, I the shoe. I just realized that I did know what the green bean fives mm-hmm. were. Ooh. So, uh, you got to let us know how'd you get them. <laughs> So, I mean, that was back in 08. It was like the big retro thing was coming back in New York. I was in high school at the time. Um, mm-hmm. All the boutique stores were starting to pop up everywhere. You know what I mean? And um, I was really into graffiti and all this other stuff. Like, it was like a mixing of loving graffiti, loving hip hop, loving like scene stuff too, slowly. So, I wanted something that was kind of bright and loud. And 
at the time, my parents really weren't trying to give me money for shoes like that. I had Caribbean parents, man. They were not trying to give me bread for shoes like that. <laughs> so I caught it off the secondhand tip from one of my homies in a high school, and I bought it off of him. That was the first time I ever had, like, I saw a pair of shoes, wanted a pair of shoes, and copped them right then. Yo, that's, that's crazy. Um, not, I don't have a Caribbean parent. <laughs> Is it? Is Brazil considered Caribbean? Uh, South American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the vibe so, like, is still the same. Yeah, the vibe is definitely like you ain't getting it unless you really need it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know your struggles, man. Like that, that is, I mean, jumping into, because like I was, I always wore just plain black uptowns mm-hmm. growing up. So I never was the that kid that was like, yo, let me let me wear something outlandish. So right. being being that kid in in high school, was it was it uh like a thing that was happening or was it just like, yo, this, yo, uh nothing new is is bugging out right now. No, I mean <laughs> like when I was in high school, I went to an art school, I went to the high school of art and design. Um mm-hmm. so like the retro thing was real big. Everybody was dressing like they were from the 80s and 90s. So, like, it wasn't hard to come across, like, retro shoes. I mean, I was buying snapbacks. It was, like, right before... I mean, I hate to say it, but it was, like, right before everything started popping off with snapbacks and skinny jeans. Like, mm-hmm. I was a skater, so, like, I was rocking skinny jeans, and then I would... I had the Jordans. I had those... Like, that was my only hype pair of shoes, too. So, it was, like, I wore those to death with, like, I think it was a San Antonio Spurs snapback and some basic ass shirt from h&m like <laughs> like and i still kind of dress that way now it's like i don't really buy kicks like that anymore but like if i can get the top and the bottom looking all right the middle portions will fill it, figure themselves out yeah i mean yeah like if you were you are you a, a three quarters dresser like me me and nothing new right now (laughs) so something always suffers i can't do like like i'll do i right now i'm like always hats uh hats uh, shirts and sneakers like that's like those are always going to be on point but my jeans i'm going to sometimes i go to old navy and just be like yo we're here now no your boy i always uh you know i'll get my bbc jeans at all times you know i gotta support pharrell so i either got the bbc's or i'm wearing some bait sweats or you know like that that's my my happy place my shirts are just like all all over the place like you know i got this one right here but really it's just like right now you know i was working with the homies at mishka so i got a whole bunch of mishka shirts but for the most part yeah that's probably where i'm lacking uh and the hats you know they're hit or miss for me sometimes i you know i was making buckets work and everyone was surprised i even i was surprised because i was like yeah i thought buckets really wasn't hidden then i just found it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll never catch me in a bucket I can't fit most hats, bro, but like I'll, I like, I'm, now it's different. I mean, like I'll still wear a nice pair of sneakers, but I wrap my head for the most part. I'll wear like a basic mm-hmm. t-shirt and probably some loose fitting pants, something like that. My mom came across me the other day and she was like, why are you dressed like that? And I was like, like what? And she said, like a vagabond. And I was like, you got it. Don't even ask no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Like a vagabond. <laughs> I've never heard it. I mean, my mom, my mom wilded out on me. I was wearing, I thought I was looking fly. And then I, 
I'm leaving the house and she turns to me. She goes, she goes, let me look at you. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> she goes, let me look at you because <laughs> I don't want you looking homeless. I'm like, <laughs> I've never looked homeless a day of my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, I felt, yo, I, when she said that to me, it felt like somebody stabbed me, like, right right in my heart. That's because like, she gave you life, and now she's taking it away. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> yo, that's big, big facts. <laughs> yo, that hurt. She put a body I mean, on I mean, bro. It's crazy. She, she... She did, she did, and it, and it hurt because the rest of the day, I kept being like, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, yo, I, I look fly. What the hell's going on? She gave you, like, mild imposter syndrome real quick. Like, yeah, yeah, you changed, you changed how you felt about yourself real quick. Yo. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, you spoke about Jordans, but is there are there any other Jordans that, that piqued your interest since the fives? Yeah, man. Um, it's, the, it's the infrared threes, bro. The, the infrared threes with the cement kind of detailing at the bottom and white. Mm-hmm. I remember I was working at Urban Outfitters and one of my managers was like this. He's like this big, tall, punk like white dude. He was wearing like leather jackets and skinny jeans and he rocked like the black cement threes. And I was like, Deep in my hardcore bag at that point. So I was looking at that and I was like, damn, this white guy just bodied my whole life right now with these with these threes on. Um, so fast forward to when I was like managing at a retail job. Um, I was like, all right, you know, let me treat myself. I went to Flight Club and picked up like the cement threes, the infrared cement threes. And those still sit in my closet. Whenever I'm feeling good, I'll put those on. And just let that rock for a little bit. But it's like special occasion shoes. Because it's that Caribbean stuff, man. I don't really, like, that's my one good pair of shoes. They don't leave the house, bro. Like, <laughs> Those got to last, you know? They got to last. <laughs> um, I mean, it's funny because you just you just brought back a story I had, which was, um, I, I was, shout out to, which is another person I, 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 I spoke about Two episodes ago, uh, I sold him my um, Syracuse SBs and on eBay, and he pulled up to my job. I was working at GameStop at the time. Pulled up to my job, and I looked down. I'm like, "Yo, those fire red threes right there. Those are fire, <laughs> right?" And I'm just like, "I need to have them." And me and this guy obviously are the same size. I'm selling him my sneakers, so we're the same size. I'm like, "Yo, bro." How much, like, can can we switch them out? Like, can, can I get those off of you right now? He's like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. But So then um, I think like three years later, they released the, the Fire Red 3s. I was like, I got to get them. I got to get them. And that shoe is just like, I just wear that shoe. It's whatever now. But I remember being so hyped to get them. And once I got them and then you get that, you get like those the the, the threes boxes. I really like. Because it's kind of like the four boxes where you have like a uh, the circle and it comes with like a little plastic thingy that hangs on the mm-hmm. side, the plastic uh, uh, Jordan sign that hangs on the, on your sneaker. Um, and like I was so hyped to get it. And some of them come with cards, but this one doesn't. And then I was just like, this is dope. And I still have them. And it made me love the threes, especially because they're so comfy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. If you own threes, I feel like you've never spoke about the threes. Uh, 
I do have some threes. I got a, as a gift, uh, the homies got me these Black History Month, the Black History Month threes that uh-huh. dropped. And I thought that they were cool too, but like they also got them in, um, where what, in Tulsa. And like it was basically this um, sneaker store that opened in where during the Tulsa riots before it was bombed, it was like a uh, a shoe a shoe cleaning, a shoe shining uh, store wow. before it got bombed. And they didn't even know. They just bought it and then looked into the history and found out. So like, so even, like, even though like, cause threes I think are probably my least uh, favorite silhouette of uh, J's. And of course, like all J talk, we're talking from one to 13. Uh, everything beyond that is a little tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for for me, threes are on the bouncers. But like the A many A's that you were on, like those, I was into. I love and, I, the one thing I love about those is that nobody knows how to say their names, bro. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> I just I just confidently say what I want and just move Full on. Chest. Uh, Full chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to do it. But yeah, um, but like yeah, the, just having that story attached to those threes really yeah. upset. Like, because not only is does it have that story, but it is also the Black History Month ones. So, like, it's just like such a that's a powerful shoe, bro. Onion, yeah, yeah. So, so those, so yeah. Normally, I'd be like, oh, you know, but like, I was like, nah. I actually love these threes now. <laughs> Yo, the, the layers on that shoe is crazy, yeah. man. Um, yeah, you can't get rid of those. Those, those are going with you, man. That's it. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You'll be like, no, my ancestors won't, won't like that, man. They won't. hundred percent won't. They did too much for oh, yeah. those shoes nope. to you, bro. Yeah, my life will be in shambles if I ever get rid of those <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so I have to keep it together. What ha- What happened to Ify? Yo, he lost everything, man. He, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just woke up and his bank account was empty. And then the FBI said they were after him. He goes, why? What did I do? (laughs) Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, What? So, like, were you into the sneaker community during, like, at one point in your life? Or, like, you know, trading and all doing all that stuff? I wasn't that deep into it. I got into it. Like I said, like in high school, it was a big thing. And then in college, I was skating a little bit more. So when SBs started coming out, I had SBs to skate in, and then I had SBs to just mm-hmm. walk around in. Um, and then something like terrible must have happened in my brain that said, I'm going to skate all these SBs. And now, like, I had the November... You can't even go on StockX, man. No, you can't even done, look on bro. StockX. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, but I had the November Reigns, and I loved those shoes so much. Mm-hmm. Skated them. Um, I can't even remember all the other ones I had because I bought them, and I was just buying them, and I'd wear them for a bit, and I'd stunt for a little bit, and then I'd skate them. And back in that time, I was like buying sneakers and band tees to match with the sneakers. Like, scene band tees, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I was doing, bro. <laughs> After a while, it was like I started getting into production heavily, and it was like all my money's going to gear. I'm not going to put stuff on yeah. shoes no more. I can't afford it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what you had to like. You know, when you start getting into your passions, you have to make that mm-hmm. sacrifice. the The thing is, my passion is sneakers, so the sacrifices goes everywhere else. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the but you you know you brought up a, a funny point because like I remember like doing the same thing. I would buy fresh kicks. And then buy, go on, go to the Hot Topics tour and, <laughs> and get like a Bring Me the Horizon t shirt or something, like a Dance Gavin Dance t shirt. <laughs> and couldn't nobody tell you shit. You walk out there with yo, the chest I was all like, out. yo, and then I, I mean, because I brought up, I brought up, and I don't know if you, you ever did this. He, um, because like, I, you know, you, I'm a big concert goer. We went to freaking Glassjaw, see Glassjaw together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, the what I, I do you ever have a process of like okay these shoes become show shoes because like I would that's what I would do I would be like okay I bought these shoes I wore them okay I accidentally got into the rain or whatever with them and now I'm converting these to show shoes no I could not do that it was like a separation between church and state bro like that is it my show attire <laughs> was not my outdoors attire because my show attire yeah. you got. Everybody's stink all up on you, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta isolate that. You gotta put that somewhere else and not let that, you know, start creeping on us like what you wear to look fly and feel good about yourself. Yeah, you don't wanna be uh stepping out on a date and smelling the show, you know. <laughs> You're like, oh damn, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. My I show mean, shoes were like vans and they would always be the same pair of vans and until they I'd wear them until they ripped apart. That was it. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, I, you should. I, I don't know if they had like if you would have been like part of the scene, the the hardcore scene in LA, iffy. But the hardcore scene in New York was wild. Oh really? <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen people get beat up for less in shows. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you you have stories, right? I mean. Yeah, there's stories all over the place, man. Because I grew up <laughs> in the Jersey scene before I grew up in the New York scene. So mm-hmm. I was playing in bands out there. And I remember me and my homie who like ended up being in my band and another one of my friends that produces music that I, I just started collaborating with. His name is Comfortable Dude. Um, excuse me. Like we were playing in a band and the vocalist, right before we started our set, he's like, yo, turn these fucking lights off. Right. And the lights go down and we start playing and then I hear a yell and then we hear somebody say, yo, turn the lights back on. So we look and there's a it was like a glass walled VFW hall. We broke Mm -hmm. somebody broke the glass on one of the walls and there was a trail of blood leading from the floor to the bathroom. So somebody got their nose broke within a couple of seconds of us even starting. <laughs> I wish I was like, I wish I was exaggerating it, but I remember that vividly because we had to go, we went to the bathroom to go see it. And it was like literally a trail of blood going straight to that bathroom. It was nuts. That's crazy. It was nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have my stories like I, I, uh, at a, um, at the now defunct, uh, Santos party house, mm. go going to see Vanna. And then um, I saw like somebody like it was it was one of the females I was I used to roll to shows with, and like they were, they were, like bumped into some dude or or some it was a pit and somebody got punched punch in the face and he turned around and just cocked back and just went 
boom right in her face in the in the in in a in a female's face and it was the craziest thing i ever seen i was pushing people outside yo you gotta chill you gotta chill i was the the most wildest thing man who was on the bill with vanna because i might have been at that show the chariot yeah i think i remember that was a crazy show in general the chariot was jumping into the crowd with a guitar that was nuts yeah shout out to steve he's gonna future future guest of the podcast steve Stevis. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, iffy. I don't know if you, you, you out here, you out here, you just watching people get beat up at shows. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I feel like that's the default option because it's like, see, someone's getting beat up at a show. Either you jumping in or you walking away or you going to watch. <laughs> You're like, damn, these dudes getting it. Yo, there was one show. <laughs> I went to go see The Devil Wears Prada. Like, I mean, like. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish you listened to this music, if because I mean, <laughs> but I went to go see the Devil Wears Prada, right? And uh, what's the place? I think it's like Highline, Highline Ballroom. I went to see Highline Ballroom, and then I just see a pit start. Circle pit starts. They put push this one. This white guy pushes this a black kid. And he's this black kid is part of BDP or whatever that crew was. You remember that crew that used to BBH? run to. Sh- BBH or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so iffy. These these it's a bunch of like Bronx dudes that just when they would go to shows just to punch people in the face. Oh man! So he bumps into him, whatever, and I'm like, oh no. So he he literally turns to him and goes, "Yo, watch your fucking soul. Like, watch where you going, motherfucker." And then the guy, the guy, the white kid goes, "Nah, you watch, whatever." And that's all it took. And then I just see the dude go pull back, bink right in his face. <laughs> The man said he had his hands up and it looked like he looked like he was about to do a wave and he falls back. All his boys pick him up and then like the security comes through and they were like, nothing happened basically. And they just walk him out to the to the back and that was it, man. It was uh, it's, it's, the shows are crazy, man. Shows are it's crazy. so funny because I like I do like this music. I just never go to shows, and everything you're describing is the reason why. Like it took because like I was because I was like I feel like it's going it's going to be a bump or something that somebody says, and then I'm fighting. Like every like every it's just like the energy or like there's or like everyone's talking about like skinhead punks. I was like, oh man, that's like on site for me. Like what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like, that's immediate on site. Like you got you gotta get taken out. And I'm gonna be mad if y'all don't help me out because we gotta beat the shit out of these guys. <laughs> like, I don't see. You know, so but um yeah, I've I've done backyard shows, but I don't think I've done like any hardcore shows in a venue. I mean, it was yeah. it was a different energy. I take I cherish those days, honestly. Like, it was a mm-hmm. different kind kind of atmosphere. And I think, like, I just finished watching before we started this podcast. I was watching the BET Awards, and I was looking at the performances, and I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, I really wish people controlled the stage in a way that was really like inspiring." So when I go on stage mm-hmm. and when I'm looking for people that I like to listen to or see live. I like to see kind of that kind of hardcore energy, like being able to control the stage from left to right, control the audience and not just kind of be up there reciting words or whatever. Plus, like the real feeling of being able to like release this kind of negativity, this energy out in Mm -hmm. a safe space. I mean, it's not safe, safe, but it's like for the most part, like I've hit people and they've been like, oh, good shit. Thank you for not starting to fight with me just now. Like. (laughs) <laughs> I hit you, you hit me, we're good. You know what I mean? Like, we know we came to do this thing and leave with a couple bruises and know that we're not, you know, 
made of glass, and that's kind of important. I think everybody no. needs to be punched in the face like once or two, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. For, for I, me, I have a, for me, my bad. For but no, for no, me, go I got I got roundhouse kicked in the face at a show. So oh, I took a boot to the face, saw a couple <laughs> stars. It was nice. <laughs> I just remember that whole night, man. Just now, I just remember that whole night. Just now, <laughs> I get kicked in the face during I set my friends on fire, which is a band that nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> and then going downstairs to my friend who had a whole bottle of Jack, he snuck into the venue and I was using that as like a painkiller because my jaw was killing me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if he, as you were saying, Oh no, 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 no. Uh, no, I, that's, I was just going to say that I just have had a strong belief that everyone needs to be, punched in the face before even beginning to have uh, a say on anything. Because once you've learned the consequences of talking too recklessly, you, you, you start to, you know, you start to talk to people differently. Like anytime, every, every time I see these Republicans talking crazy, I'm like, oh, it's just because no one's ever punched them in the face. Literally. Because like, if, you, if you've ever, like I grew up in a world where I could get murked just wearing the wrong color. I didn't even have to say nothing from a distance. They like you wearing too much red. And so we all shoot you <laughs> just cause you didn't respect the rules that our gang set on this neighborhood. You're done. Yeah. You know, like, so like, like, of course I'm going to watch how I speak to people, but you have people who just grew up and you know, if someone talked too mean to them, they got to tattletale on them and they're used to having this referee and that, that referee ain't always there. And when they not there, boy, <laughs> boy, it should be on site for babies, what? bro. It should be on site for babies, <laughs> like doctors before, like once they come out, just one, you know what I'm saying? Just oh, yeah, one. yeah. One time. Get you ready. Tap get the you chin ready. Just once. Hit the button. Get you ready for the world. <laughs> just once. <laughs> like, uh, we got Mike Tyson here on standby in the hospital. Just, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 what just happened? <laughs> I don't man, know. I felt this man just jumped out of his chair just now. Yo, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I felt like something poking my butt. <laughs> Like, like, like it felt like someone had a finger and was push, poking it and no one's in the house. I thought, for a second, I thought somebody, yeah, I thought somebody came through. Oh, y'all doing it. Y'all listening don't have no clue what's going on here. This is hilarious. You had a sus ghost come through for an encounter, bro. <laughs> That's a sneaky link, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was, that was the weirdest sense. I it really felt like a finger was like poking me. Uh oh. Uh, and, I, and for a second, I got up thinking that it was like maybe someone came. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. If y'all don't see me again, y'all know. Like, yeah, we got, yeah, they got you. The, the, yeah, the they little got diddler, you. ghost diddler, <laughs> the gold, ghost diddly. <laughs> yeah, yeah coming in. Oh man. Um. Uh. Since I know you. Uh, Mr. Nothing New. The I know that you had previous uh, retail jobs, but did you ever have like a crazy story from your time working at Doc Martens? Oh man, let me think. It's weird because it it's because you 
because that the, that Doc Martens you're at is prime crazy estate. Because uh, if he, you're not since I know you're not from New York, or whatever. Like uh, then listeners, the Union Square has the most craziest people I've ever witnessed in my life, and it's that area, especially where that Doc Martens is, is like there's a McDonald's there that I used to. And I'm going to just say this because I used to go to school around this area. I used to think people were narcoleptic in that McDonald's, but no, they were taking a little nap. They weren't, they weren't narc- narcoleptic. <laughs> they were leaning. They were taking a little, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if those people are chilling in that McDonald's and that Starbucks that's right there, it's got, you have to have some crazy, some craziness happen in that area. I mean, being like native to I mean I grew up in this I grew up going to school in the city like from middle school onward so mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of stuff ended up being a big blur and stuff that like people would notice and stuff that I wasn't noticing so I don't think I had too many crazy stories there but I worked at Urban on 14th Street that was my very first time working retail ever R.I.P. to the GOAT, too, because they, they definitely closed that location down. That's done. Yeah. Um, but my first closing shift, I was doing a fitting room shift. And I was, like, aggressively minding my own business. I was trying to just go home. I didn't want to be there at mm-hmm. all. Um, and they asked me to check every room. And I was checking the rooms, getting the hangers out. And this lady came back. And she asked if we had a fitting room open. So I let her go in. And she was in there for a little bit, and I, I, I was hollering from, like, the front. And I was like, yo, are you still there? What's good? Like, we're about to close the doors. And she was like, I need help. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess come out. And she came out in her, like, in her drawers, basically. <laughs> like, she was down on her bra and panties coming out, and it was a hot mess. It's not like it was something that I wanted to see, neither. It was, like, some wild, unhinged stuff that was happening. So... <laughs> I didn't know what to say on the walkie-talkie. Mind you, this is my first retail job. It's my first time ever working at Urban Outfitters. So I just had to kind of... I don't even... It's got to be a recessed memory for me at this point. Because I'm pretty sure like I freestyled it for a bit. I was like, yo, I need you to go back inside your room so I could go talk to somebody. But she was there for a minute. And we had to send like a, a, a woman down to go talk to her. Because I didn't want to get busted for nothing weird. And they didn't want to get busted for nothing weird. But that was probably one of the most unhinged moments at Union Square for me. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> like, I don't understand why she needed to be completely undressed like that for and what even prompted that. And she was trying to carry on conversation. I think she wanted me to. She also asked me to, like, to help her put on other things, too. And I was like, nah, bro, this is a solo deal. Like, I'm not trying to. It's <laughs> so wild. Yo, that is wild. Um, I mean, I know if he only had jobs he loves, so he he doesn't he doesn't share bad time stories, bad retail stories like us. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I've I've gotten I've 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 had very bad retail experiences, and I will never 
ever in my life go back. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, care yeah. if things are dire. I, I will never go back. <laughs> I mean, circle and full circle, retail is dealing with a lot of people who never been punched in the face. And that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a problem. And you want to and you, and you got and you on the you on the fence the whole time wondering if you should risk your job to teach. <laughs> if I got to be the one, be if I got to be the one that does it, it's a community service thing. I can't be fired for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing a service to everybody involved. Yo, I mean, that it's crazy. Like, it, it's true because like some of these people just be coming up to you and just be whining for no reason. For no reason. You're just like, why are you trying to make my day bad? Because we don't have something that you may want. Like, you're not even sure if you want it. Get out of here. You're going to forget about the thing that you spent money on and made me feel bad about. <laughs> and I'm going to forget about you eventually either way. So, like, let's just be civil about the whole thing. Yo. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> the um, but I mean, like you know, during because so so like now you're now you're producing and you're doing like shows uh, out in New York. Have you ever seen like has has there already been like a pair of sneakers you've seen in a crowd? You'd be like, yo, I need those now. Oh man, um, no, because I'm big like. Every five seconds on Craigslist looking for the next piece of gear, I'm gonna cop for the studio. And then Mm -hmm. when I do shows, it's weird, you know, like, I don't really get a chance to talk about it too often, but I feel like there's a little bit of a separation that tends to happen when you're performing and when you're not performing. So Mm -hmm. when I'm on stage, it's a lot more charismatic than when I'm off stage. And I feel like, especially when the two worlds blend, you know, like when I'm on stage and then I have to go off stage to be a part of the crowd again, it's like, I'm really introverted and I end up like, smoking or something or hiding out so i don't even get a chance to look at everybody's feet regardless of the fact that i'm looking down the entire time i don't see nobody's shoes so yeah i mean i understand that i get that i mean i'm not on stage at all i don't do anything besides this so (laughs) yeah but i get it (laughs) i get it from a from a person that's seen you do both and do the exactly what you're talking about (laughs) um uh the the, the the thing is, is just like I don't know performing or like I I wanted I wanted to touch on the the scene like the scene because like the scene that is bubbling or uh, it's better be bubbling still but you started a Bach party with insight in plain sight right in plain sight yeah. in plain sight and then uh but like that that beat community the producing community is like can you explain it a little bit more um for our listeners here yeah I mean it's been a thing for years decade maybe yeah. a decade maybe longer i mean it definitely started off in la um with like low-end theory and things like that and um mm-hmm. on the east coast we had paxico records and then beat house radio and i used to go to beat house shows like back in 2016 right when they were getting ready to wrap up um shout out to fresh daily and that whole squad there yo shout out fresh daily yeah for uh future guests as well future guests as well it's in the talks <laughs> That's the homie, man. I mean, like, he really built the the blueprint for what In Plain Sight would end up being. And it just, Mm -hmm. it was like a, for me, I needed a space to play my weird beats that nobody wanted to rap over. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a home, like, for for any of it, really. Like, nobody was really interested in rapping over this stuff. So I got a chance to really start connecting with people that are also making kind of left-leaning, left-field-leaning beats and um, really just get into this community where, like, it's really about swords, 
sharpening swords, you know, iron sharpening iron. You know, I'm in the lab constantly making beats and the next person's in the lab constantly making beats. And, you know, we get to these shows and we have a chance to appreciate each other's crafts and what we bring to the production table and all that. It's like real close to how I would imagine like jazz scenes used to be and how jazz scenes kind of still are. It's a lot of mm-hmm. like weird introverted people that sit in rooms and listen to loops all day long and then, you know, get into a space and get to share that kind of that thing that they love so much. Yo, that's 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 great. I think like, yeah, uh, immersing myself into that uh, the little bit that I, I had before quarantine was was refreshing to me because like, you know, I'm a big music head and 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 like just hearing and seeing the production, like the amount of thought to go into, like, it's not just like, yo, just pit play. Like a lot of everybody's just like, yo, I'm making this beat right here for you. Like, or do you fuck with it or not? You know, like, you know, it's so much pressure, but also at the same time, it's such a crazy dope vibe that comes with that, um, with that experience as well. I mean, it's just like, it is really just this, it's hard to put a word or a, name or feeling to it but it's Uh kinetic for sure you know like that's the best word i can think of it's something that like i feel the push to do it all the time you know and quarantine really opened up the space for me to really tap in and um work on that stuff constantly and really see how far i can push it you know um and it happened with a lot of other people too a lot of other people involved in the community did similar things during the quarantine it was like this is the chance for us to push things to see how far we can push our sounds our ideas and now that we're just getting out of everything you know we're starting to see people's the fruits of people's labor and it's been a beautiful thing just to witness it so like i've got people that i know that i mean i've met through the internet really i haven't even met them in person but i've seen kind of how they're pushed during quarantine and just in general during the years that they spent being part of the community really paid off for something else yeah word i mean yeah the the growth of it and like me like looking and saw like i mean i don't know if you know but i i do uh well i i featured you on one of my playlists mm-hmm. i put you put you on my one of my playlists but like just trying to get into that mode of just like trying to mix music together and make it make a playlist that sounds good and like like that idea I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be like, yo, let me be let me go to a let me go to one of your shows and hit play and play my playlist. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't <laughs> that's 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 something I'm looking forward to or something like that. But I like I like trying to blend music together so that, you know, that that like a, a set of 30 songs putting it together and be like, yo, does this sound dope? Does this create an atmosphere? But doing that like yourself and putting all your emotions and thoughts into that, into into like, you know, like, I mean, you're using you're using equipment I've never seen. And then I'm just like, OK, how the hell do you do this? Because like you have that pad, the pad. The touch that screen. I, that I, yes. The touch screen that is like, like, I don't know what that like. How do you know what you're doing on it? And, and then like, but I've also seen people like do like, you know, they'll use Ableton and just be like using like learning patterns and, and patterns on the fly and stuff like that. I'm just like, I, can, I don't know, man. This it's. <laughs> I, it's, I, I don't know. Iffy, jump in because I don't know, man. 
you got it. It's all you. Don't do. Yeah. Don't don't bounce off. It's all you, bro. Give it any. No, you do music too. So I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but but my the the way I do it is just I got talented producers who hit me with beats and I'll put my dumb verse over it. That's I like. You know, I feel like I feel like saying I do music is is giving me too much credit. I mean, music is music is music is music is music. You know what I mean? So long yeah, as yeah. you're passionate about it and as long as you're doing it, it's going to be music, you know? There's, yeah. there's no need to downplay <laughs> it at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's time to hit you with the last question we got. Yes, sir. Which I, uh, you know, is 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 how we close out every episode. Which is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? Oh, it. Wow, I can wrap that up so lovely because it you it really did come from shoes. It came from sneakers. That kind of obsession mm-hmm. over trying to find that pair, going into different shoe stores and looking for that pair. Sometimes I don't have a goal in mind. I would just look around. And I think, like, once you get to the shoe, once you get to the thing you're hunting for, that rush is kind of gone. You know, you did it already. It's Mm -hmm. more about looking for what you don't have. And there's never enough of what you don't have. That's that's true. Now you're making me buy more sneakers. I just said all the time. Like, yo, I'm done with gear. I got my whole studio set up. Nah, I need this stuff. Yo. This, you know, he's spitting facts. He's spitting facts. Spitting facts right now. Mm. Uh, but let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the website is now up and running. So you can check mm-hmm. me at nothingnewmusic.com. And that's nothing, N-E-U-E, music.com. Um, also, nothing underscore N-E-U-E on all social media. Yes, mm. sir. That underscore yeah. is like Anderson Pox, period. It goes in everything, you know, like even though it's an online thing that stays everywhere. That's branding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Check out his music. It's, it's streaming everywhere. That's all. Uh, also, um, all streaming platforms, all, all streaming platforms. Last album was Momentum. Momentum. That was a drum and bass joint. Drum and bass <laughs> joint. Good stuff. The, also, uh, three. Yeah. Right. It was called three. Yeah. Three was new. Three was fire. Three, um, I mean, that, I could say it here, I guess. I'm working <laughs> on getting things physical for that album. So yes, I'll take that. Yeah, that, um, <laughs> there's a couple cool things coming down the line with that album, so I'm excited for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out all his stuff, and you know what we say every week, where your, your kicks. kicks. Peace. I'm coming in at different times, every time. Every time. Just say it. No, I won't. I refuse. Fix it, fix it in post. Just fix it in post. You got it. <laughs> <laughs>